Chapter 34 of A Broken Bond. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ajish. A Broken Bond by Nicholas Carter. Chapter 34 A Visit to the Bank. The journey to and from the suburban hotel had occupied considerable time and it was almost one o'clock before the detective returned to the windermere the clerk saw him enter the lobby and called him to the desk he was informed of the telephone message and of patsy's call at the hotel he realized of course that one of his assistants had been trying to get in touch with him but he did not know that it was in connection with that particular case moreover something came up which made it necessary for him to disregard patsy's injunction to remain in until he could be reached. Mr. Crawford hasn't come back yet. Mr. Mortimer? The clerk asked. The gentleman seemed to know him too. The detective had turned away from the desk, but he faced about and shook his head. I'm afraid that Crawford will not be back for some time, he replied. He was taken very ill while we were out together, and I had to remove him to a hospital. I'm not quite sure what's the matter with him. I'm afraid, though, that it's some sort of fever which he may have contracted in South America. The hotel clerk looked startled. It's nothing very serious, I hope, he said. I trust not, was the reply. The hospital people feel sure that it isn't contagious, if that's what you mean. Again, he started to leave the desk, but the clerk once more detained him. A messenger came from the Standard National Bank about half an hour ago, the young man explained. He asked for either Mr. Stone or Mr. Crawford and said it was very important Mr. Stone was in his room in the small hours of the morning, I understand, but he is in there now and nobody seems to have seen him about the building this morning. A little glint came into Nick's eyes, but the clerk did not notice it. Standard National is near here, isn't it? He inquired, although he knew perfectly well. Yes, just around the corner, and the clerk indicated the direction. Then I think I'll drop around there. I can give them some information about Crawford anyway. Besides, we come to know each other pretty well. His manner was careless, but inwardly he attached a great deal of importance to the bit of information which by chance had come his way. It suggested one of the possibilities he had feared, namely that Florence Bay would try some trick to get possession of a large sum of money belonging to one or the other of the partners or both. It being Saturday, he found the bank closed when he reached it. But most of the employees were still on hand and his knock soon brought a response. He mentioned his business to the clerk who opened the door and few moments later he was led into the cashier's room. The bank official had expected either Stone or Crawford and his face betrayed his disappointment. His manner was another proof that something out of the ordinary had occurred or was impending. Nick drew a card friend his pocket and held it out silently. As soon as Cassius saw the name, Nicholas Carter, his eyes widened. There's nothing wrong, Mr. Carter, I hope, he asked quickly. I was very doubtful of honoring the check, but I had Mr. Stone's own note to justify me. From the desk at his elbow, he picked up a sheet of paper bearing the Hotel Windermere heading and held it out. Nick glanced at the big careless scrawl. Yes, he said. I have seen specimens of Stone's writing, and I don't think there is any doubt that this is his. 
the cashier then extended a check marked with paid and made out to s hollandsby there were probably several men among new york city's five millions who had the right to that name and initial but it seemed perfectly safe to eliminate all but one it was the sum called for however that riveted the detective's attention at once and caused him to fairly gasp four hundred and fifty thousand dollars he ejaculated great scott that practically cleans out stone's account doesn't it it leaves only twenty-five or thirty thousand i believe was the worried answer the detective was still examining the check and the cashier watched the keen face for a few moments you seem greatly startled by the amount mr carter he ventured presently please tell me if there's anything out of the way i had my doubts about it owing solely to the size of the check therefore i kept the man waiting until i had sent around to the hotel to make sure but neither mr stone nor his friend mr crawford who also has a large sum of deposit was within reach did fallensway present the check oh no it was a young man who looked like rather superior sort of servant and who spoke english with a slight accent german or austrian i think and the check was endorsed as you see and the man brought with him not only that note preparing to be signed by mrs stone but also one from dr fallenspey on sense within stationery here it is he handed nick another sheet bearing fallenspey's signature under an authorization to cash the check for his agent that's undoubtedly genuine the cashier went on i called up dr fallenspey at the hospital and he assured me that everything was regular there didn't seem to be anything to do but to take his word for it owing to his position and reputation it seemed very queer though i couldn't understand why he didn't send the check to his own bank and let it take the usual course you cashed it then in currency yes the man brought along a handbag and carried away the money in it did you mark any of the bills yes many of those of large denomination i felt compelled to take that precaution although it seemed foolish there were too many of them though to mock anywhere near all carter leaned forward suddenly and holding stone's note and the check together placed them in front of the cashier do you notice any striking peculiarities about these two documents he asked the bank official scrutinized them carefully i don't quite know what you mean he said at length oh i think i see all except the signature of the check seems to be written in another hand more likely fallen's bees than stones is that it that's the most obvious the detective answered it hints that stone was foolish enough to sign a blank check or something of that sort that isn't all though one would naturally assume that the check and stone's note authorizing the payment had been written at the same time yet i would swear the ink on this check is older perhaps several days older than that on the note what's more i happen to know that although this note is written on hotel paper the ink used is not the shade of that furnished at the windermere by george muttered the cashier this is getting serious you don't mean to tell me that dr stephen follins piece is scam these things speak for themselves don't they nick asked quietly and there are other stars which show the way the wind is blowing what for instance end of chapter 34